Thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. I want to give a big shout out to Red Circle, putting a little change in my pocket, Williams Tire, uh, Nobles Networking. Y'all give Chris a shout if y'all need some internet in rural Georgia. All the corporate sponsors on the show, we've got a big sponsor coming on board next week. Y'all get ready for that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Uh, as far as sponsors go. So if you want to be a sponsor, hit us up. And speaking of hitting me up, that is how this show came about today. I did a convention uh, rally a couple weeks ago for Candace Taylor uh, with Lynn Woods, Miss Brianna, uh, a couple really cool people. And I had a young lady who uh, messaged me on Instagram and was telling me that she started a, uh, a podcast. And uh, I get a lot of these messages, and I really half-assed don't pay attention to them most of the time but uh her message really stood out to me it was very sweet it was very kind uh it made my day so i asked her to come down today and talk about her show and uh i think y'all are gonna like it if y'all like uh anytime we do anything on politics y'all are gonna dig this girl so, ma'am, introduce yourself. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Paulette Brady, and I have a podcast called the Peachy Politics Podcast. It's on Spotify, and basically it's just about, um, it's centered around conservative women and what it's like to be a young woman and in college and a conservative, because it's kind of scary out there and gives somebody like a support system. That's cool. Uh I mean, just, um, there's not enough people your age anyway. Yeah, definitely. That are talking about being a conservative. I don't even consider myself a conservative, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, mentioned I'm a, that. I'm an independent. Yeah. But I have a lot of conservative values. Uh, I don't have very many liberal values, mm -hmm. uh, even though a bunch of my friends are a lot more conservative than I am. Hey, they call me a liberal. Um, <laughs> and it, as you see walking into my studio, there's not much liberalism. Definitely here. not. <laughs> There's this number red, white, and blue guns and beer. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I am. Um, but I think it's really cool. I think that you being, are you 18 or 19? I'm 18. Okay. You being 18 years old and conscious enough that you realize that your generation's soft. Yeah. That, that you are stuck in an environment being in college that where it's very liberal. I, I, t I applaud you for standing up and wanting to do something different. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Literally, like like you said about being soft, like you go on Twitter or Instagram or anything these days and you could just be talking about like a pet and they put like a trigger warning. Like it's like trigger warning like pets or trigger warning like food. It's just so weird. Like everyone is just so soft about everything and it's like how did we even survive before this? <laughs> well, it used to be where people were rewarded for being different. Like yeah, having yeah, yeah. different ideals. And now you've got groups that are just like, uh, if you don't think the same way we think, then we're just going to bash you on everything. Yeah, for cancel no culture. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I got fired from country radio because of Oh, that. really? Yeah, I worked in country radio and I got fired for standing up for Trump and telling Antifa to kiss my big fat ass, is what I said. <laughs> now, I might not should have said big fat ass. That's okay. Given, That's okay. Given, but it was July 4th uh, of last year, and I posted uh, a picture, which is my social media is trash anyway. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's way over the top most of the time. But I had posted a picture of me standing in front of an American flag, and uh, I was mooning the camera. 
and I was drinking a Budweiser, and I had wrote this long spiel uh, at the time to where, you know, if if you didn't like our country and you didn't like our military and our police officer, uh, police officers and everybody else, then I had a place you could put your lips, and, and a, <laughs> apparently that's frowned upon. And even though it was on my social media, not on country radio, uh, I got I got let go for it. And um, but I'm proud of it because now I get to do this. My show is way bigger than that radio station. Yeah. And, uh, so I mean, everything works out for a reason. But it took me standing up for my beliefs to get here. So I hope with what you got planned, mm-hmm. just stand up for your belief. You're gonna get some backlash, and you're gonna have some people that are crybabies. Oh yeah, definitely. But. The hell with them. I'm I, actually having Candace on my show in a few weeks. Oh, that would yeah. be awesome. Um, did she tell you when we uh, when y'all talked about her doing my show? Um, yeah, I think so a little bit. We I didn't get into it too much at the uh, to, at the rally or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, she had reached out to me about doing the show, and I had told her, and I'm only telling you this because I want you to be the same way. Uh, not trying to influence you or nothing. No, you're okay. I just you're want okay. you to have a backbone. Uh, I had told her, I said, if you want to come do my show, that's fine. But if I think you're full of shit, I'm going to let you know you're full of shit. See, like, I, I like appreciate that though. Like if, if I think that you're going to come in here and just use me to get people in Georgia to pay you attention and I don't believe the stuff that you say and that you stand for, then I'll be the first one to blast you. Like I'll be the first one... Because I know that our state does need to change. Yeah, definitely. Like, I fell in love with Brian Kemp, and Brian Kemp is full of it. He he is what you call a rhino. He's a uh, he's a mix between a Democrat and Republican. Um, and you know I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but don't don't sit there and fill all of us with the idea that you're this person, and then mm-hmm. you're not this person. And that's where my thing with Candace was. I was like, look, if you even try. To, to BS me. I promise you, you're going to hate me. Um, See, I used to be a Democrat. Yeah. So it's kind of like weird. I can like, I find, I kind of like it because I can debate people better because I know exactly how they used to think because I used to think that way. Um, but I definitely like am more conservative now and I definitely like um, can understand like where like Democrats come from in a way. So... What what made you decide even, I mean, because you're young, mm-hmm. and th- that's why like, I just want to dive into this. What made you say that you were like, what got you to be a Democrat, and then what got you to change? So um, when I was in high school, I was a Democrat because I believed, like, you know, I feel like when you're in the high school scene, you're kind of pushed by, I was in, like, um, chorus, and I was in some drama classes, so I was really pushed towards, like, I was hanging out with a lot of, like, um, people in the LGBT community, mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine, but a oh, lot of times... Our, we love our gays and lesbians. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I love everybody. No, I do too. <laughs> and it was just the idea that they like were so hardcore, like pushing towards a certain message. And if you didn't fit into this group, then you weren't allowed in there. And I feel like that's basically why I was a Democrat, because I was very pressured by the school and um, just my classmates in general. And the reason I became a Republican is when the whole, like, BLM riots happened and the whole, like, anti-police movement started. My uncle's a cop, and yeah. he was he's a cop in Atlanta. And I, like, really respect what he does, and he works super hard and everything like that. So I just don't like 
people um, categorizing an entire group based off the actions of a few people across the country. Yeah, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. I believe in Black Lives Matter, but I don't believe in the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, no, exactly. People have to know that there's two separate things. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem with the younger generation, mainly, is they don't know that there's a difference. They don't know when a lot of people who actually know what the movement stands for, they don't know why we're against it. They just yeah. they just want to put us in a box and say, oh, they don't believe in Black Lives Matter. No, your life matters just as much as mine. Have there been some bad shit that's happened to you? Of course. There does need to be better vetting when it comes to police officers. There shouldn't be people that make those mistakes. But you're always going to have people make those mistakes because it's human exactly, nature. Exactly, yeah. But we get in trouble as, as yeah, you being a conservative mm-hmm. um, and me probably what most people consider me. We get in trouble because we'll say, oh, we don't believe in this, but they don't understand that we don't believe in what the organization stands for. Yeah, that automatically, apparently, like if you don't believe in it, you're racist, which is annoying because I'm not racist at all. I love everybody and I believe in equality for everybody. But I feel like the Black Lives Matter movement is specifically just for like people of color. Yeah. I don't think it's for people of color. I honestly think it's for people of ignorance. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. Like, if you go read their charter, mm-hmm. they don't want equality. They don't. They want them to be superior. It's white supremacy all over again, but they put a different title on it. Well, yeah. I mean, not white supremacy, but it's supremacy. Yeah, exactly. And, like, there's, I don't think anybody, and the reason I say it's ignorance it's because I don't think there's really that many people in this world that does not consider another person's life just as valuable because of their skin color. I think all of our lives are equally as valuable. Um, but also, too, I don't care if you're black, you're white, or whatever. If you make stupid decisions in your life and you're ignorant and you refuse to learn from your mistakes, I, I don't devalue your life, but I really don't give a shit about it either. No, exactly. Like, I think the whole Black Lives Matter movement has moved. It's like the feminist movement. The feminist movement used to be about, um, like, the right to vote, higher places in the workplace. Um, And now it's mainly about the suppression of people who don't believe and fit into that box. Like, you can believe that Black Lives Matter. I believe that Black Lives Matter. But like you said, I'm not a part of the movement. Because the movement is like destructive and it hurts other people and it hurts people in their community. But yeah, exactly. Like it's just ridiculous. Well, the feminist thing, I'll go and tell you. (laughs) I've got a show in the next two months with a a woman who's super into the feminist movement. Uh oh. I have a daughter. Mm -hmm. It would be completely ignorant of me. To be like, of course, I, I, I want women to be treated equally. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, want, I want women to be treated equally. You should get equal pay. You should get a lot of stuff. But I'll tell you the same thing that I'm going to tell my daughter. My daughter is nine. She gets 18. There are some things that you don't need to do. No offense to you, but the good Lord made men. The good Lord made exactly. women. And there are some jobs that you can get mad for, at me for saying it like feminists can. You don't need to be doing you, you don't, but it's because men were built to be protectors. We've through generations of generations of generations, 
We have been the protector. Now, I, that does not mean that a woman needs to just be doing laundry and cooking and cleaning all day. Hell no. Go work. Go do whatever you want. You be as passionate about your job as you want to be. But allow men to be men. Yeah, exactly. I hate like that. Um, you know how Candace Owens made the comment like bring back manly men? You have to. And all the feminists lost their minds. Like I love Candace Owens. I completely I agree. Yeah, and it's just ridiculous because they believe like, yeah, like men can be like in more in touch with their feminine side. Perfectly fine. Like I don't think anyone really disagrees with that, you know? But it's just the idea that they hate manly men because they believe it's like toxic masculinity, which is not 100% true all the time. Well, I'll tell you why. Because our government is the shadiest thing on this planet. <laughs> and they are all about manipulating people without people knowing. Yeah. And our media. Oh, yeah, definitely. exactly. This is why this feminist movement and everything is getting so big and everything now. is because if you wanted to invade another country if you wanted to invade another country what would be the easiest way to take over that country if everybody was soft and they were feminine so what's the easiest way to control our our country is you make everybody soft you make everybody feminine because you still have an army and that army are menly men and tough ass women okay so how do you prevent a revolution from ever happening? You just make everybody You make everybody soft. soft and and that's exactly what the same. that's what they're doing now. Is they're making everybody soft. Candace Owens has this great thing that she talks about. And um I won't go like full into detail with it, but she talks about back in the eighties when they started taking African American men out of their homes because of drug charges. Yeah. Well, everybody thinks it's just because of the drugs. It was not because of the drugs. It was because they were creating a generation that completely depended on the government. By completely depending on the government, then government became daddy. Well, when that happens, you have a whole generation that is literally geared towards, we have to vote Democrat because they're the ones that's going to put money in our pockets. They're the ones that's going to take care of us. They're the ones that are going to keep giving us the, the welfare, the EBT, the everything. They're the ones that's going to make our life easy. And in return, all we have to do is vote Democrat every year. Yeah. That, that's what they've done. And now they're trying to do the same thing with feminism, I believe. See, I think the whole mindset also about like how the government is like the father in the relationship is kind of like, I don't know. I just... I feel like that is in some way, but it's just the idea that um, most people of color, like households are missing men. And yeah. it's kind of like the culture that they're building up. And the Democrats are not really doing that much to help him, like help them. You look in California and you see like all these homeless people and Nancy Pelosi is just in her little house, like showing everyone her ice cream collection. And there's so many homeless people and the Democrats are like, oh yeah, they're not doing that much to help me, but I'm just going to keep voting from them and hope that the next election cycle is better. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's creating voters. Yeah. That's what they've done. Like, And then when you talk about the homeless situation and all them, they legit don't care. They don't. They, they, they don't care. The reason why you don't care about homeless, the reason why you do not see our government doing more about homeless, because I would almost bet you 80% of homeless people cannot vote anyway. 
Yeah. Most people are homeless because of a reason. Whether it's uh, been in trouble with the law before and can't get a job, uh, or they're probably, some of them probably just lazy, some of them have mental health issues, but I would bet most of them cannot vote. So they're, they don't matter. <laughs> if they're not someone who can help you get into office and hold that office, they don't care. Yeah. They, they don't care. I I will eventually get to sit down in a in a room with Lynn Woods or whoever and some hopefully it's Candace. Hopefully Candace is our governor. Yeah, uh, I hope I so. I hope because there is something I, I don't believe first of all there would be it should be a homeless veteran anyway, but I damn sure don't believe there should be anybody homeless anyway. But there's no reason why our vet shouldn't be took care Especially, of. Especially, yeah, because yeah. they fought for our country. So you think about it like I'm pitching this idea the first chance I get. With all of these like old abandoned factories and everything that we have that are just around and everything, I don't know why the government hasn't went in. Most of those factories either have to be tore down or because or, they can't be used anymore. I mean, yeah. but you do these projects to where you, you build these little lofts and everything in it and you build like an internal community and you help these people get back on their feet it's not a long-term solution but it's a solution uh and you take all these old factories that we have around georgia and you put our homeless there and you help them get back on their feet and it, it improves everything but nobody wants to do it because it doesn't like i said they don't they can't vote yeah they can't vote they they're not seen as essential in any type of way uh, they've just been left out and they've just been forgotten. Um, and it, it's sad. It's yeah, sad. it really is sad. How do you feel about the whole, um, like Stacey Abrams saying that our new voting laws are voter suppression? Uh, Stacey Abrams is incredibly intelligent. No, I'm she's not, so smart. Stacey Abrams is so smart, but she's also so ignorant. Yeah, exactly. She is the perfect case of what happens when you have too much education. Yeah. She is, uh, I mean, if me and her would sit here and we were having to do SATs or whatever, her score is five times higher than mine. So I don't, I don't mean to talk ugly about her, but she also is just kind of ignorant when it comes to what Georgia is. Yeah. And, and she's ignorant to the fact where if she sits there and she says, you know, voter suppression or whatever is just us following actual laws, like and making things fair, well, then that's supremacy. Like, she she wants to be supreme. She wants the African-Americans to be supreme instead of us being equal. I feel like it's kind of racist in a way to think that these people don't know how to get a, an ID, you know? Like, yeah. they're like, oh, they don't have the resources. No, once again, this is what it boils down to. Yeah. She's mad because with those new laws, and I don't know all of them, but with those new laws, it makes it harder to get an ID. So therefore, these people that have won them elections, that have went out and voted because it was easy, well, when things start to get a little difficult, those people that did it just because it's easy ain't doing it no more. Yeah, no, completely. That, like, that's what she's worried about. The votes would still be there if it was easy. But it's not. It's going to be a pain in the butt, and they're scared of it. Yeah. I even think that Georgia, I don't know how many exactly days. I think it's 17. Like, they've extended the amount for early voting, which is, like, one of the highest amount in the country. Uh, by the time the election gets here next year for governor, oh, it's going to change. Really? 
Oh, yeah. Do you there's, think they're going to make it less or more? I think that there's going to end up being, there has to be. And the, well, the only reason why I believe this is presidential election is back up in four years. They're going to have to do something between now and that presidential election to redo our voting system. Now, I do not know what it'll be yet. I have no idea. But the American people, whether it's Democrat or Republican, are pissed still about the way the last election went. Not because Biden won, but because we felt like we all got lied to. We yeah. all got tricked. We all got manipulated. So they're going to change something before the presidential election. And if they're smart, they'll do it when people are running for governor so it's a test run. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So they, they'll, make, they'll make their adjustments or whatever they're going to do, and they'll implement it in place for the people who are running for governor in those offices in, in next year. Therefore, they've got kind of just like a, a test. Yeah. Test before presidential. Um, if they don't do something like that, oh, we're screwed. Yeah. I know. We're, we're, it'll be the same thing. I don't believe Trump's coming back to run anyway. Really? Uh, he's not. I don't, I don't think he should. I don't really, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like, I feel like if he were to, like, his policies were awesome. Like, I loved his policies. But the tweets, I feel like next time that if he were to run, he should just stay off the internet and stay professional because I feel like he could have won if he didn't constantly bash other people, which I know that a ton of Republicans don't like that either. Um, but I feel like that's the one thing that he'd have to change if yeah. he were to run. Yeah, see, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't I, like I it don't, either. I don't like it, but at the same time, when you start talking about freedom of speech, everybody has it. Yeah. So it's hard to say, you know, if you're a teacher, there's certain stuff you shouldn't post on your social media because you're a teacher. Or say, like, in the classroom. Yeah, exactly. So, but I don't think that should be governed. Mm -mm. But I also don't think it should be punished either. Yeah. It, it's one of those things, like, in baseball. I don't know if you're a baseball fan. No. But, <laughs> okay. They have these things in baseball that's called unwritten rules. <laughs> that, like, if it's um, if you've got three balls and no strikes... And it's the tenth or the ninth inning, and you're already winning by ten runs. You don't swing at the next pitch because that pitcher has to throw a fastball down the middle. The next pitch, uh, most batters in Major League Baseball, if you throw them, if they know a fastball's coming, they're going to hit a home run. It's it's unwritten. Don't do that. You're already beating this other team real bad. They're not going to win. Don't you know? Don't add insult to injury. Um, and I think that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I think that's kind of the same thing. Um, my mind just went blank because I started thinking about baseball. What was <laughs> I referencing that to? Uh, mean tweets, Trump, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the election. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm telling you, I just drew a blank, dude. No, you're fine, um, I promise. This is not the first time on the show, though. Uh, yeah, there's just certain things that I wish he wasn't, wouldn't have done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but also... No one's perfect, though. Yeah. Joe Biden is definitely not perfect either. Joe Biden's a moron. Some of his comments are... Oh. You, you got to understand, Joe Biden might be the person is that they say is president. Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi and Harris and every Democrat that's, that's in there, that's president. Is He is the face. I know. Ben Shapiro is so funny with it because he calls him President Houseplant. He is. <laughs> he is Ben Shapiro. By the way, Ben Shapiro, whatever he is doing to his face, he needs to stop. What have do you, you mean? Have you noticed it? 
No, like. Oh my God, he's getting Botox. He's not even that much older than me. Like his face is tight. Oh, it's rough. Like it's like Ben. What are you doing? I, well, my guy? I think he's been like he's been trying to lose a lot of weight lately and become more like buff. So maybe that's because of why. But oh, I don't no, know. This is like some chemical weird <laughs> stuff. Like. Poor he's ben. I love Ben. <laughs> I love him too. I love everything that man says. But uh, yeah, no, he's a uh, Biden's not. Biden has not made a decision yet. He is. He is just the face of lobbyist groups, uh, of all these special interests. He is not. He don't even know where he's at. He can't even finish a sentence. Like some of the clips are so bad. Like um, I actually had this one clip on my podcast i posted yesterday yeah. and it's him not even be able to finish like driving like he's like the driver goes driving but if you're the driver don't panic so drivers don't panic like stuff like that it's like ridiculous if, if he would not have been obama's vice president there's no way he would have won no, nobody even pays that man attention no and it's like the idea that he got the most votes like like the most popular votes that any American president has, that just kind of like baffles me. I will tell you this though. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that, but that's how many people hated Trump. Yeah, it was I'm mainly... Not, it, it wasn't that they were voting for Biden. They were voting against Trump. They were voting against Trump. Yeah, it's just ridiculous that these people are voting. Like even if you don't like Trump... It's like, why would you vote for someone that you don't really know whose policy? Because, you know, they pushed him as, like, the most, like, moderate person. But he's really progressive. Like, he pushes for a lot of progressive things. Well, with Trump, all you got to do is look at everything he did before he ran for president. Yeah. You look at the people he surrounded himself with, the people he was buddies with, the rappers singing songs about wanting to be Trump. I know. Um, you had all these people that... Him being in Home Alone and yeah. like all those other movies. You had all these people that absolutely loved and adored him. Mm -hmm. The reason why everybody hated him, it was because of the media. He was not good for politics. He was no. not good for the business of politics. Yeah. And that is why they threw so much shade at him. Yeah, it's like how Caitlyn Jenner, you know how she's running for governor of California, yeah. which I think would be insane if she won. That would be crazy. Um, especially because she's like a, wasn't, isn't she like an athlete, some kind of athlete? Oh, race? yeah, she won a bunch of yeah. Olympic medals. She's uh, when she was uh, Bruce Jenner. Yeah. Yeah, like back in the 70s and 80s, like she was a beast. Yeah. Yeah, but they really they hate her now because she's coming out as Republican. But she was already pretty open about it. Like there are videos of her riding around her car with um, a MAGA hat and stuff like that. And they're like hating on her. But the secret with a bunch of that is if you're rich and you live in America, mm -hmm. the cool thing for you to say on, on TV and stuff is, oh, I hate Trump. I hate Trump. Yeah, He's definitely. Shit. But you know what you're voting for? You're voting for Trump. You're, you love what he stands for mm -hmm. because he's keeping money in your pocket. Like, regardless, that's why right there before the election, when Joe Biden announced whatever was going to happen as far as taxes in New York or something, yeah. I can't remember what it was, all these rappers that was the whole time been bashing and bashing and bashing Trump, when they saw what they were going to have to pay under Biden's administration compared to Trump's administration, they started backing Trump openly instead of just behind the scenes because they're like, oh, no, uh, I don't want to pay this. 
See, the whole thing about like, you're not gonna, a lot of times liberals have this thing where they're like, well, if you don't make over $400,000 a year, you're not gonna be taxed more. But that's like not necessarily true because you know who does make that? Corporations. So it's kind of like, you work for these corporations and they're not gonna be able to pay you as much because they have so much taxes. And then if you raise the $15 an hour wage, it's kind of like they're going to have to let more and more people go because they just can't afford not, it. And they're, they're not, not sustainable. Wage. Are, really? You don't think so? They can't. A lot of liberals are saying that it's not enough. They want to have $25 an hour or 35 This is why you have to have more people who are not politicians sitting in their seat making those decisions. Yeah. Because a smart person understands that if McDonald's raises their... I'm just using McDonald's as an example No, here. it's okay. If McDonald's raises their price or your uh, pay per hour to $15 an hour, then all of a sudden a $5 cheeseburger is a $10 cheeseburger. Yeah, definitely. And then you have... I mean, it's, everything goes up. The price of gas is going to go up yeah, even inflation. more. Your uh, price of living uh, as far as rent on a bunch of those places are going to go up because they go buy off your income. So there's if you raise minimum wage to that, it literally will cripple every small business that there is to where you only have monopolies. Yeah, and that might be what they want, honestly. But then your then your uh, unemployment rate is going to go through the roof. I know. But also, too, think about this: if your unemployment rate goes to the roof and you got more people living off welfare, well, you're just creating more voters. Yeah, it's it's horrible that it's like that. I think that's why I really like Candace because she's a real person and she's had to work. I know she says that a lot that she had to work for her money and she knows what to do and all that stuff. Um, I just feel like we need to have real Georgians in office that know what it's like to be a Georgian. Well, we need more people that's actually work for a living. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe that there's a lot of people. I met some dude the other day. I can't remember what was that, but he was younger than me. And like he was campaign manager for this for somebody. And I was like, how the hell are you advising this person on politics when you don't even know politics yet? Exactly. And then I thought about it. And I was like, no, this person probably has like a liberal arts or something degree, something like that. Uh, and they think they know. But the truth is, our politicians back in the day were people that served in the military there were people that worked as lawyers for 20-something years. There were people that actually worked in their communities. Reagan was like the first one, I guess, that was like the movie star. But you had people that worked for a living. They saw that there needed to be change in their community, so then they became politicians. Yeah. Now you just have people that's like, oh, I want to be a politician. What makes you qualified to do that? Nothing you have done. That was like my whole speech that I gave at that rally. That's what it is, is Candace is hopefully want to be one of the first of many. And there is other people out there that that have worked for a living. Like, uh, I can't remember his name. He's got an eye patch. He's good. He's, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, I can't even remember Crenshaw's name. Love him. I love Dan Crenshaw. Love him. And there needs to be more people like them that's either served our country. Exactly. Or that has worked in the school system. There's no sense... I don't even know who runs our education in, in Georgia. Don't even know. I, I don't know either. But if it ain't somebody that served 20, 25 years, damn near retired in education in Georgia, you don't need to be sitting in that seat. And that's the same way I feel about anybody that's running this, this state. We are still an agricultural state. 
in my mind, needs to be a damn farmer sitting there. That needs to be who our governor is. It's somebody who understands our state. Yeah. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they're white. I don't care if whatever they are. I just want them to be the best person for that position. Uh, I'm so against Stacey Abrams because I'm not moving from Georgia. If I'm moving no. to Georgia, I'm going to Texas. And I don't. My whole family's here, and there ain't no way I'm going to get them all to go with me to Texas. Uh, but if she runs this state, she's going to run it like into a, the ground yeah because she doesn't understand she thinks that atlanta is georgia but it's not it's not she don't mm-hmm. know nothing about what georgia is making atlanta and savannah might as well be their own states yeah the rest of this state 90 percent of this state is rural we're backwoods we're we're good folks mm-hmm. uh we're little cities uh you really don't have any drama around here Unless it's in Atlanta. Yeah, that's it. And you know why? Because you got a bunch of dumbasses out there running it. I mean, it's... I feel like Atlanta... And tell me wrong if I am wrong about this or whatever. But I feel like Atlanta is just full of, like, narcissists. Atlanta is full of people from the rest of the country. That That do not belong here. Well, they said they wanted to move to Georgia. And then they moved to Atlanta. And they're like, oh, this is horrible. And because it's in Georgia. They're, they are. They're, I don't think everybody, obviously, in Atlanta is bad. Obviously, uh, All yeah, the folks yeah. at Dobbins Air Force Base listens to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of my real good friends work at uh, at Bowen up there. Yeah. Uh, or, what is it? Lockheed. Lockheed. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Cody Wiggins, if you're listening. <laughs> my, my guy. Uh, but um, they're just different out there. It's what you took. It's like you took all the bad and you put it in that area. Yeah, I just hate that they move here and try to, like, flip the state. Like, do you know who Todd Jones is? I don't. He's a representative in Forsyth. Um, but he always says every meeting, he's like, people come here because of our schools, our communities, our infrastructure, etc. And they move from these Democratic states to these places and they vote blue. But it's, like, because of the conservative leadership and, like, good people that made it how it is. It's just like when you start dating somebody. <laughs> and you fall in love with that person mm-hmm. because of who they are, yeah. not what you want them to be. And then halfway down the, the, the timeline with them or whatever, you're like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I want to change this person. I want them to be different. And then you end up falling out of love with them because they're not the person you yeah. was when you dated, but you're the one that asked them to change. That's the same way what people are trying to do to Georgia mm-hmm. right now. They love it from the outside looking in. Then they get here, and instead of it's accepting for what it is, they're like, oh, no, no, I want this to be just like where I just came from now. Uh, why did you move from where you just came from? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Even about, like, immigration. I don't know if you're comfortable talking about, I'm talking immigration. about immigration. But, like, the idea that they're like, oh, these people are fleeing from their horrible countries. Why, why are they fleeing? Like, what's wrong with the countries that they want to leave so badly? And why do you want to fight for the same policies into our country? The people that leave from most countries usually because there just isn't jobs. Yeah. And well, you hear of all these horror stories of people coming over the border and fleeing from like countries like Venezuela or like anything else. They're just not free. Yeah. They're, they but then you get here, and they're like Venezuela is a wonderful country. We want to yeah. have it. This is stupid. It's like why did they come here in the first place? There's there, there's just so many people that are backwards. I know. 
They're just they're just backwards thinking. People probably will listen to this or listen to you with mm-hmm. your show and be like, "Oh, she's backwards. She don't she don't see it the way that that I see it." Well, it's called an opinion. Yeah, and it's okay. Yeah. Did you hear about Prince Harry calling the First Amendment bonkers? Yeah, but I don't care. I don't. I this is what I have done. I yeah. kid you not. I promised myself. I almost had a mental breakdown in here. <laughs> During the election process. Like oh, really? Whole, oh, yeah. I'm telling you. There was a girl who I very much still like, but she was working for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Super liberal. But I wanted people around me when I first hired people to be here that were different. Yeah. I wanted creative, open-minded people, and I wanted to be able to have educated conversations with. Mm-hmm. Me and this girl got into it so bad one day. So bad. Because she just did not understand how I could support Trump. And I asked her a very simple question. And anytime any of these people ask you this kind of stuff, this is always a great, in my mind, it's a great thing. (laughs) Ask them, was the past four years better in their home life and their community than the previous eight? And they're going to be like, "What, what, what, what are you talking about? I was like, if you look at, even if you're young, like you, you look at how your your family was. Did they do better in your own home life in the past four years compared to previous eight? My family did. My dad's company grew a lot. Uh, just everything for me got a whole lot better the past four years compared to the previous eight. And it was just because there's so many subtle changes. There's so many different things that happen under each administration. And... Trump improved my life. Yeah. Not firsthand. There wasn't just like one law or anything that made anything different. But my quality of living got better under him. And I can already tell since uh, uh, Biden that it's it's kind of it's kind of going down a little bit. The show's keeping it up. <laughs> but uh, what I was getting to with the Prince Harry thing is when Biden went into office, I promised myself because I was mentally wore out for a couple months i just wasn't watching the news yeah my I'm, dad was exactly i'm like that. just now getting to where i'm <coughs> starting to watch stuff again um starting to read into stuff again i had to take a mental break yeah from it because i was so exhausted with both sides i know it's it's really exhausting well it's just uh when you got people like prince harry that's not even from this country i know he moved here willingly oh, yeah and, and and then he wants to talk trash it's like Dude, you left for a reason, and you came here for a reason. If you don't like it, just you can go back home, or go to Canada or something. Yeah, go go somewhere. Is it Meghan Markle from Canada? I, I don't think know so. where she's from. I just know she's hot. <laughs> I, I, she I, is I prom- really pretty. I, I promise you, I just do not pay attention to certain people. Yeah. Like whatever he says, it's like just shut up, dude. Yeah, no, he's like we've already beat you in one war. Like well, right. I think two, right? Is it two? No, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. there was two. Oh, okay, I couldn't remember. What was the other one? Revolutionary War, War of eighteen twelve. Oh, okay, yeah, Revolutionary I was thinking eighteen twelve. Okay, I don't remember. <laughs> but I didn't want to look stupid. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I'm glad you knew. Uh, but it's like you you have no say so here. Yeah. You have no say so. So why even bother? Like, I know. All it is is. Becoming liberal 
are acting liberal on social media and in the media, period, is the cool thing to do now. 100%. If it was not the cool thing to do. They would not be doing they it. They wouldn't be doing it. If the media would have made Trump cool instead of going against him, every one of these people that you see that are sheep and just weak-minded, they'd have, they'd have had MAG on. Yeah. 100%. This, the, it would not have took much. for The media completely knew what they was doing, but Trump just wasn't good for them. They knew it wasn't. No, and they're still obsessed with him. Like, the ratings for CNN literally went down because they stopped talking about Trump. Oh, you know he started, like, started his own network. Who? Trump. Oh, he really did? Yeah, like, Ben Shapiro talked about it, like, a month ago. It hadn't started yet, but it's, oh, it's real okay, soon. Oh, okay, okay. It's real soon because Trump, like, there's just so many people who are tired of it. Yeah, no, I'm completely tired of it. I usually just listen to podcasts. That's it. Right. Well, that's the good thing. <laughs> I like people that just listen to podcasts. <laughs> Keeps money in my pocket. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, this is the only, like, podcast is the last free form of free speech. And I'm scared that it's, like, going to start um, going downhill. I think that Ben Shapiro's episodes got taken off of Apple Podcasts or something like that. iTunes. Something happened. Uh, I think he, I don't think they got took down. I think they got, he signed an exclusive deal with somebody else. Oh, really? Well, he has his own company with yeah. Daily Wire, um, which I love. I would love to work for Daily Wire, but. You're going the right way for it, kid. <laughs> I mean, you are. Like, uh, what, what, do you have any aspirations or goals of being, like, in politics or doing anything? So, I, like, love politics in general, but right now I do, like, fundraising for campaigns, um, and that's my main thing That's that how I you do. got hooked up with Candace, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do, I want to become a fundraising consultant for campaigns, but I would also, like, I'm trying to do both to see, like, which one, like, works out the best, because I would love to do something in politics. Like, my major was originally in journalism, because I was, like, the editor of my school newspaper for a long time, and I just love writing and doing anything with media, so I feel like that's what really started me in podcasts. Cool. I mean, do you, so pretty much what your goal would be is just to run campaigns in? Not really be the face of them. Yeah, I would be a horrible politician. <laughs> I, I see. That, I can't talk. That, that's what would make you to be a good politician. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to say I'm like too like fragile, but I don't, I just don't want to put myself out there in that light yet. Well, that, that's fine. You're young. Like I like having my, I like having a podcast to have my own like yeah. opinions about politics, but I would not want to be, I think I just don't like policy that much. Uh, I don't know a lot about policy. No, I... I'm just going to tell you, like, that's... I look at the meat and potatoes mm -hmm. of it. I What makes sense to me makes sense yeah. to me. I'm not diving deep into stuff. No. Because I don't... Because I know I'll just piss myself off when you go to read one bill and it's about the environment, but it's somehow the post office is tied to it. <laughs> and and, it, and it's just, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. That's for somebody completely different. I would tell you this. If you want to work around it, Mm -hmm. I think that's great, uh, like doing the campaigns and all that kind of stuff. But don't even think about being a politician or whatever till you're at least past thirty. I like, would really li be awful. Live, <laughs> live, find out if it's even the right road for you. Like, it's, yeah, it's cool working in it. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't. There's no way because I couldn't. Just for the simple fact that uh, I had to tell Candace the other day, like, and. I think I've already talked about this on the podcast, so it's okay to talk about it again. Um, we were somewhere, and she was speaking. 
And, like, she was hammered down, fist on the table, being cool with it. But she was like, I will not compromise. I will not compromise. And when she walked away, I had to tell her. I was like, Candace, you can't say that. She's like, why? And I was like, if you want to be a politician, there's going to be sometimes you have to compromise. Yeah. The deal with a politician that is if you have to compromise and you have to bend a little, you make sure the other side bends just as much and then you explain to your constituents why it's a good why it's a good thing that you bent. Yeah. To make it work for everybody. Politicians are supposed to be people that do what's best for the people. Sometimes you have to compromise. Yeah, some things on the left aren't that good for people yeah. and sometimes on the right they aren't that good for people yeah. either. Yeah, uh that's how it's got to be. There's got to be mm -hmm. people that's in the middle of it all. That's why when people say rhinos, like we was talking about Kemp all ago, about being a mix between the donkey and the elephant or whatever it is. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't, but don't sit there and lie to me. Yeah. Don't sit there and make me think that you're this gun-toting southern boy that's fixing to riot our state. And, all, and then you get in there and you're like, do you remember his commercials? I loved his commercials. I thought they were hilarious. They were badass. Yeah, no, they were, but I just couldn't believe that a politician, like... He did it. He did it because he knew it would get him elected in Georgia. Yeah. It, gave, it, it was like false advertising to the umph degree. Like, you blowing up trucks and whatever, <laughs> or Tannerite, whatever it was. I can't remember what it was now. But it's like, oh, this is my guy. <laughs> like, he's, this is what Georgia wants, and I'm cool with it. I'm so good with this. And then you get there, and the second that, you know, we have some troubles with the voting system and other things, like, you just, you cower. Yeah. Why did you cower? How do you feel about Trump, like, putting in his own money to make sure Kemp's not reelected? Uh, he, that's why I think Candace has a chance. Yeah, no, definitely. That is really why uh, I think that something special is liable to happen with her. Because uh, Candace doesn't have a chance in hell. I tell her, I t no, but it's, it's you when you have someone, an organization, that's going to spend yeah, $100 million, dollars, and then Candace has nowhere close to that, Yeah, that's hard to compete. Mm -hmm. it's, if it was an even playing field, oh, she kills it. Yeah. She kills it. If she has just as many opportunities to talk to people and for people to hear her compared to Abrams, First of all, do you know how hard it is to unseat uh, like a, a someone who does not lose term? Or it's so hard. If it's a governor or if it's a sheriff, it is impossible almost. So she's already got that uphill battle. I but, feel like people don't like him though. Oh, uh, nobody likes him. Yep. That's why I'm telling you that there is there this is the perfect storm for something special to happen. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I don't know how other many people are trying to run against Kemp and the Republican Party. Just I, Vernon Jones right now, I think. And Vernon Jones don't have a chance. Really? Why? Because nobody likes him either. They think yeah. he's full of it. I wonder who Trump's going to endorse. Did he already endorse Vernon? Uh-uh. Uh, I think... I mean, this is just speculation. This no, no, no. I... Lynn Woods and Trump are, are like this. They're close. I do not see Lynn Woods endorsing Candace, talking about Trump the way that he's talking about Trump at her rallies 
and then Trump not being somewhere in the back. Like, we're going to Mar Largo. Like, oh, really? I get to go down there with them. Um, and I think that's when... Do you get to meet Trump? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. He, I, I heard he's kind of tall. I think he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, yeah, I always he's forget about short. that. And I see, like, pictures of him next to people, and I'm like, huh, he's pretty tall. Graham Allen, do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Graham Allen's, uh, he's ex-military. He's got a huge podcast. Um, he's um, he's all over social media, but he's uh, he's short. He's shorter than me. <laughs> I'm five ten. He's like five six, um, and like he's like with special forces or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, and him standing next to Trump, he just is like a midget. <laughs> and it's funny, but it's also like you got a picture with Trump. You're hanging out with him. I would love to get a picture with Trump. Uh, I would get a picture with any ex-president, to be honest. Uh, well, see, like my granddaddy was a political advisor to Jimmy Carter. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, my great-granddaddy. Mm-hmm. And um, Mr. Jimmy, I've not ever had the opportunity, but when my granddaddy died, like he sent us a written note. I mean, it was cool. Like, to be hold, hold something. But Jimmy Carter, even though he's a horrible president, he was a horrible president. I love Mr. Jimmy. Yeah. Like, I, this, no, he's so sweet. Did you see the picture of him in... Um, Biden and Jill. Uh uh-uh. It's so bad. Like he's sitting Jimmy and um I don't know his wife's name. I can't I can't remember. But they're sitting in a chair and um Joe Biden and Jill are like kneeling next to them and Jimmy Carter looks like a midget. Yeah. Do you wanna see it? Hold on, let's see if they I can, can find it really fast. Uh, Jimmy's small. Jimmy is small, small. No, but they look like they're shrunk. Oh, no, you're talking about the picture to where everybody thinks it's fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hold one on. where Biden looks so big, right? <laughs> oh, no, someone showed me this the other day. It does. He literally looks huge. Yeah, let me see. There's the wife, and then here's him, um, Jill Biden, next to Jimmy. God. They look so tiny. I know, I know, Mr. Jimmy. I don't small, know what happened. I don't think he's that small. No, I don't know what happened to the picture. The angle, the lens, or whatever they used was not good for either of them. I don't know. Um, they're comparing Biden already to Jimmy, and I hate that. Well, no, because like the inflation, like it kind of makes sense, like oh, yeah. with the seventies, because his inflation is like awful. It's only gonna get worse. No, I know, and it's he's only been in office for like four months. It's, I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. Yeah. That's why more people need to be doing what you're doing. I know. Like that's why, uh, man. I probably get during the week. We probably get ten, fifteen things a week about people wanting me to endorse their show and mm-hmm. and come like do a show with me and everything. But like I'll look their stuff up and I'll kind of see what they're about and everything, and I don't do it. Like, yeah. I take. I take. When I when I push somebody, regardless of what like they do, um, like I got to know like you you're something. Like the same way I'm saying with Candace, is like if I think you're full of it, I'm calling you out yeah. on it. And there has to be more people like you that stand up for our beliefs. Yeah. And but also are willing to be open minded. Um, no, I'm completely. I just want. Like, I know the left keeps pushing for, like, unity, and I just really want us to become a strong country again because I feel like we're so divided, and it's just ridiculous. Well, they keep te- they keep pushing unity, but it's not unity that they're putting. They're putting unity as the title on something that's yeah. far from it. 
No, like how Joe Biden wants to do equity instead of equality. Oh, yeah. Which is just why, like, let's just be equal. <laughs> I, will, I will be surprised if Biden makes it to the end of this year. Oh, no. I. But there's no way he makes it four years. I don't think he's, do you think he's going to um, do another campaign? Like run for re-election? I don't think he can. No, I don't. I don't think. I he think. Can. Men, I think that somebody, and how they haven't done it yet. But I, I mean, I've looked it up before. You know that they don't give them a psychological test before you're actually president. See, and the thing is that when Trump made a mistake in his speech or whatever, the left would like scream and be like, yeah. "He's incapable of becoming president," or "He's incapable of being president." But Joe Biden is out here calling people a lying dog-faced pony soldier and saying that he's running for U.S. Senate when he's running for president. And they're like, oh, he's fine. He, he's okay. He's well, just a it, little slow. Like, it's you, a stutter. It's not a stutter. I'm like, baby, I don't know if it's a stutter. I think he's no, got some problems. He's confused. No, I know. It's like elder abuse. I feel so bad for him. It, and I think that's honestly one reason why some media outlets leave it alone. Yeah. Because I think it's going to come out that he has early dementia. Yeah. And... That's how I think they're going to get him out of office. Yeah. Is I don't think he's going to die. I think that some Republican or something is going to be like, okay, look, regardless of what you think, we need to do a psychological exam on this yeah. man. And it needs to be open, and it needs to be where everybody gets the test results. Like, of course, you can't air it. whatever, yeah. Or maybe you can't because of medical reasons. Maybe whatever it would be. But they're going to get him out. Because there's no way he is capable. No, definitely not. And, I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, it's really not his fault. When your mind goes, your mind goes. Yeah, do you remember that one clip of him talking to Kamala in front of, like, cameras or whatever? And he was like, well, something will happen to me, and then you'll suddenly become president. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're supposed to be telling people that. Like, I can't even hate Joe Biden because he's just, I, I feel can. so bad for I don't well, feel that bad for him. I, I feel a little bad for him because he's being used. Like, he, he's being promoted by the left, being like, oh, my gosh, all hail Biden. Like, let's, like, bow down to you. But nobody likes him. Like, they just voted for him because they didn't like Trump. Yeah, and if you go back and you even look at when he was there, he was racist. No, he was so he racist. He was racist. Some of the comments that he's made, like, Poor people are just as um, bright as white people. Or if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Like, how is that not racist? Have you ever seen the Super Predators video? No. I, for homework. <laughs> okay, I will definitely watch that. He is, I think it's in the 90s. Uh-huh. He is talking about outlawing something or cracking down on something. I can't remember what it, what it actually is. But it was on, like, C-SPAN or whatever it was recorded on at the time. So you can tell that it's it's real. It's mm -hmm. not staged or nothing. He calls black people super predators. Like, oh, I mean, it's <laughs> super predators. That's awful. Do you remember that one clip where he was like, you can't go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts without a slight Indian accent? Like, uh, how does I, he get away with this stuff? He said that on, like, a news channel. When he was, when he was campaigning last year, there was a black person that was hollering at him while he was on stage. Mm -hmm. And he says, y'all keep that up. They're going to put you back in chains. But it was, took, it was took out of context the way he said it because he was a Trump person. And he was trying to say, hey, if you don't listen to me, you're going to end up, y'all are going to end up going back into slavery. But, is, 
is how he meant it because it was actually something he was talking about at the time. But the way it came off, it's like, oh, if that had been Trump, y'all would have killed him. No, like, how did he... See, the thing about, um, like, the left that I really don't like is they're like, if Trump gets reelected, I'm going to lose all these rights and all this stuff. Why didn't you lose it the last four years? No. Like, nothing happened. If anything, Trump, like, helped out the gay people a lot because he made it where HIV, um, like, treatment was free for the next, I think, 20 years. I could be wrong, though, but something like that. It'll be free for the next 20 years because they already got the cure for it. Yeah, it's just... They've got the cure for everything, dude. It's awesome, though. I they, really think so. They've got literally the cure for absolutely everything. And because of big pharma, you, it's going to take, it's crazy, it's, it's going to take someone that is too important to lose in this world to get cancer. It's going to take somebody that is too important to lose. Yeah. For, for the public eye, for everything. Now, I don't know who that would be or whatever, but all of a sudden, when that person gets it, they're going to have a cure. Like, it's going to be, oh, okay, now we have to, we, 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 have, we have to have make to this public. Us. We yeah. have to. Oh, we've been you know working for 40 years, but all of a sudden, oh, we got it. No, it, there's a cure for everything. Mm-hmm. There, there is, but it is just, I kind of understand why they don't give a cure out there. Yeah. It's it's population control. If we didn't have people dying, we'd be we already don't have enough food. We already don't have enough of a lot of things. We're overpopulated in this world as it is. That's why. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's just because of big pharma making money and all this kind of stuff or whatever. And that does have a lot to do with it. But if there wouldn't if there wasn't people passing away, unfortunately, you know, this yeah. it's, it's overpopulated. You, there's not enough resources to go around. The United States birth rate has gone down tremendously, though. Oh, did I just read something yesterday? There's men like their sperm counts are lower now than they've ever been. People like, are saying because of COVID. I don't know if it's because of COVID. I yeah, think, I don't think so either. But I I was reading some studies like maybe like three days ago about how like um, COVID can I guess like re- reduce your amount of like eggs to fertilize or whatever but it's just insane to think about covid was i'm a conspiracy theory no No. (laughs) covid was literally designed happened just so we could have mail-in ballots no i yeah that's it i I think it was for control there's no other reason when your death rate is lower than the flu anybody that got covid that died from it would have died if they got the flu. Yeah, because they were like pushing for, they're using COVID as like a Trojan horse to push for climate change problems and pushing for all these spending bills in the name of COVID because yeah. it's like an emergency. I don't know if it still is. Uh, no, I think, I think that there's so many people now that, that are just fine, said to right? deal with it. Yeah. Florida's open, Texas is open, Georgia is about to be open all the way. Um, but it's always the democratic like states that have the worst COVID usually. Yeah. But there was like, there were people pay, like there was like, there was organizations. I don't really know the exact name of it, but when someone died in a hospital, that hospital got more funding. Oh yeah. 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 I heard about that. If they said it was a COVID death. 
Yeah, they got then, more from insurance, right? Something, something like something that. Like so if you're somebody sitting there like, and like, yeah, they died from underlying causes, but it was COVID. There's a whole lot of deaths out there that's yeah. happened in the past past year that ain't got a damn thing to do with COVID. COVID might have brought it on. Mm-hmm. But that person was fixing to die from whatever they would have got anyway. Yeah, underlying conditions. Like, I, I've had a few of my friends' family members die from COVID. So, like, I don't completely think it's, like, fake. But I do think that the media has pushed and made it scarier than it actually is. It's a real disease, but the hype is completely bullshit. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, do you remember the Ebola crisis? Like, everyone was terrified of Ebola coming over here, yeah. like, in... But I feel like it's like that. It's, yeah, it's the only difference with that is is Ebola's been around forever. Yeah. Coronavirus has been around forever too. Though. It's Corona nineteen or COVID nineteen because there's been eighteen different strands strands of it or whatever. So it's not like it's new. But Ebola was scary, but it wasn't where it could it could get Wipe out, out there. It it wasn't where it could get to people the way that they thought this was going to. Yeah. Um, but they, like I said, they use this as a tool. They no, I completely knew, They agree. knew from the very beginning when all this, and I swear to the day I die that they did it. And it was perfectly executed. They came out with it. They literally had people because they were sheltered in their homes when George Floyd died and other things. It was where... They knew it was going to be a ticking time bomb. There was going to be civil disrest. And when all of this happened, you're stuck in your house and, and everything just starts to explode. Well, you're already sitting on edge, so it just makes it worse. It's adding gas to fire. And then because of people being scared in their homes, you know, if there would have been videos, and there was some, of people going into voting booths that day. Yeah. And you could have physically saw the lines. Trump's lines were 10 times as long as anything you saw for Biden. Anything that you saw for Biden. Yeah. So, how do you counteract that? You already knew he wasn't supposed to be Hillary. They knew. They had been planning since Hillary. Since 2016 for this. Because they knew there was no chance. They knew there was no chance. Think about all the the armadas and stuff that you saw. No, uh, yeah, the boat parade. Yeah, wasn't the there flotillas one? and everything. Yeah. All the parades. You saw more support for President Trump in the past four years than you've ever seen. More than Obama. Yeah. I didn't like Obama just because he wasn't. He didn't do nothing for me, and I felt like he was full of it. Yeah. If he'd have done if he'd have done stuff for me and my family, I wouldn't give a shit if he's a Democrat. I still would have liked him. Uh, he's the best speech giver I've ever heard in my life. Now, Obama can sell fire and hell. No, he's like, so he's, smart. He's an amazing speech giver. Um, but you still didn't see that support. You didn't see people just wearing Obama shirts left and right. You didn't see people wearing big O's on their hats left and right. It did not matter where you went to in yeah. this country. You saw stuff for Trump. And there was just, there was so much voter fraud. There had to be. There's no There's way, no way. That there wasn't. See, I'm not saying that there wasn't a ton because I completely agree that there was. Because if you look back on any election, 
it's like there's always been a little bit of voter fraud. And now oh, yeah. the Democrats are like, there's none at all. This is a completely clean election. There's none at all. And it's just kind of like, why are you hiding it? Was They were screaming it when Trump won and beat Hillary. Yeah. If you're like 100% sure that you won fair and square, like you won or whatever, you should be all for an audit or just a check of the election or a recount. It's this, just like, yeah. It just shows the ignorance of the it people who obvious. just vote Democrat for no reason. Mm-hmm. Because literally four years ago, they were saying that the Russians hacked in and they made Trump win. Yeah, they're like... Um, and now, but now, oh no, voter fraud never happened. Yeah, they're you like... You were just screaming it four years ago. Voter suppression or um, voter intimidation. I don't, I don't think that's what's happening. Uh, there's always a little bit of it, like you said. Yeah. I mean, there, there's always going to be. People are going to manipulate the system the best way they can, but not like this. Um, I think, I've said it time and time again, I have got a perfect system going forward for everybody or for, for fair elections. I think only our military should get to vote from now on. Oh, really? I think only our military... Or no, I say only military. I think anybody that is civil service, anybody that is military, or anybody veterans. that is first responders. Oh yeah, um, anybody like that because you, I, I don't like people who don't know how this country like have never yeah. had never put anything on the line for this country. Yeah, and fought for how the do freedom. You get to, and... How do you get to vote? Like you don't like if you don't know what this country means and you're just voting for the hell of it, and you don't love this country. Or you're just voting for something that yeah. you that looks pretty, but once yeah. you get up close, it's not. Yeah, and that's I mean I, I bring it right back around to this first to end on. It's I don't the reason I want Candace and you and other mm-hmm. people to be involved in politics is because it needs to be people like us. It's yeah. we the people. It's the people, people who are representing us in our poli- or in in the government need to be people. That are us. If you're a millionaire, how are you supposed to tell somebody who makes $50,000 a year how to live? You can't. You can't. Because you don't know how they live. Unless you like built up and that's you were maybe like a middle class and then you became rich, that's understandable if you worked hard for it. But if you didn't, it's kind of like how do you know what how I live or how I need to pursue my life. Exactly. Yeah, it's, It's very hard. That's why there has to be... That's why I wanted you on the show. Yeah. It's because I'm trying to push that agenda right now, and you having a voice uh, doing your show, which, one more time, tell them what the name of your show is and where it's at. So it's called the Peachy Politics Podcast. Um, We have a Facebook page that you can go ahead and like and then be caught up to date on all of our episodes, but it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and I think a few other ones, but the link's on our Facebook page. What are you uploading your stuff through? Um, Anchor. Anchor, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like it? I do. It's I'm just starting off on it okay. and then I might switch to another platform, but Buzzsprout. Okay. That's what I started off on. Wait, what's Buzz, it called again? Buzzsprout. Okay. I started off on it, but now I'm like I'm under a whole management company okay. or whatever it's called, like Red Circle. Um hopefully your show does good and they pick you up. <laughs> I hope so. It yeah. feels so weird to be like talking to somebody because normally I'm just like looking at my bedroom wall, like talking. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Let, let's do, let's do this before we get off. I'm gonna give you a little advice. Uh huh. Find people to have on your show. Oh, I am um, next week actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't do shows by yourself. 
Yeah. Uh, I have done 85 shows now. <laughs> One of them has been by myself. Oh, really? Well, I just wanted to get started and really get like a feel of what I wanted yeah. first. That's good. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's just don't be scared to have people on that are different than you. Yeah. To where you can have educated debates. Because that's one thing we have to teach is two sides being different. You have to be able to sit down and, and talk and come to a resolution. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would push and push and push for that. Uh, I can hook you up with some really cool people to have on your show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd um, really appreciate that. I got some I got. Some I would love cool to have Brianna. I'm like a big fan of Brianna. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I watch Every, her TikToks. Everybody loves Brie. And I everybody love her. I love that she's on like the first ladies team. I think they're like merch is so cute. I thought, does she own it or does she own the first lady stuff? I don't, I think she. I thought it was her brand. I think she either owns it or she's on it. Cause she, I follow the Instagram page and there's always this one girl that's always modeling and like I talking on there. So I'm not sure if she owns it, but she's a I, part of it. Okay. I have no idea. But I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'll hook it with her. Yeah. Thank you so I much. Think, I think she'd, uh, I think she'd, me and her talked about you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I actually, now I'm sitting here thinking about it. She's had like a, a I don't know. People have just been giving her too much crap for her conservative stuff. On, no, I know. On she, TikTok and everything. And her first account got taken down, which is so sad. Yeah. It, for it, no reason. They didn't even tell why. I guess it was because she was talking about like vaccinations or something. I'm yeah, really you sure. can't you can't do that right now. No. Trust me. There ain't nobody wants to make more fun of it than I do. No, I But you can't. Like, mm -hmm. you have to know what game you're playing. Yeah. I don't do stuff for the short term. If I do something, it's long term. And I want to get on there and I want to talk the kind of trash I talk on here. Yeah. But I know because I have this, this is my outlet to do that right now. Yeah. And it's your job. Yeah. So, you don't want to risk that. Yeah. So with everything else on social media, now I'll post whatever I want to on Facebook. I look <laughs> on and probably Instagram too, but TikTok I won't. But also that's where my biggest following is. If I lose that, not that I'll lose viewers. They'll keep listening. More than likely, I hope they would because they're subscribed. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't I don't want to lose yeah. that, that fan base and that uh, being able to talk to them. Uh, but I think your podcast do well. I'll help you, you. get some, some folks yeah. on it. Don't do them by yourself. I'm not. If you, if, you do them, <laughs> if you do them by yourself, make them very short. Okay. Yeah, no, they're usually about like seven minutes long. Okay. I just like, I'm just trying to feel out what I want my topics to be. And I want to feel out like how I want my face on the politics be would look like. Be extremely passionate about whatever you do. Oh, no yeah, yeah. Uh, I, every time I go speak at something like I did at mm -hmm. the rally, like it was funny. Backstage, everybody's got cue cards. Like everybody's got like these things written out. I don't write out nothing. <laughs> I, I I would do like bullet points. I don't think yeah. I could do like just wing it. You just, can. Well, just because I have well, like ADHD and I just can't I, I get I so too. distracted. I, it, that, that'll make you even better at it though. Um, <laughs> no, I, well, what it is, if you're doing something like that or you're doing your podcast, mm -hmm. if people are going to listen to you, they're going to listen to you for you being real and being yeah. yourself. So problem with us is if you got time to sit there and you got time to be like do bullet points or whatever. I heard one guy that was there the other day. Did you listen to everybody? I did. I was there the whole time. Okay. Because I had to see Candace that, afterwards. And there talk was to her. one guy that went on for like thirty minutes. We we're supposed to do like ten minutes 
Uh, he's, was he the first guy, the little talk show, Brad? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, I like the guy. You know, his he seemed so sweet, but... speech was horrible. <laughs> it was. But it was, it was, it's... People can tell forced and fake with yeah. this. So, the reason I say don't go off of too many... Like, know what you're going to talk about. I knew what my opening lines were going to be. Well, I knew what they want, what I wanted them to be about is talking about the working class. Yeah. And people need to be in a politics that are from the working class. But everything else is off the dome. Um, and like me and Lynn Wood were back there talking about it, and he's the same way. And the thing is, is if you're passionate about what you believe in, you don't have to have, you know, your whole speech and everything read out. Yeah. You don't because you're going to be real. You're going to be honest about the things you're talking about. So carry that passion with you in the podcast or whatever you do. Carry that passion. And as long as you're passionate, oh, people are going to eat you alive. I mean, they're going to eat you up is what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Way. They'll, they'll like you. They'll like you. You already, you're young. Um, oh, you got this. You got this. Well, plug your show one more time. We're going to get on out of here for today. Um, it's called the Peachy Politics Podcast. And what was your name again? And it's your, Paulette. And what's your Instagram? Um, my Instagram is just Paulette Brady. So P-A-U-L-E-T-T-E-B-R-A-D-Y. There you go. Well, folks, uh, thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. Uh, y'all go check out her podcast. It's going to be cool. Uh, I'll probably do an episode with her on hers. Uh, anyway, thank you for coming. And uh, everybody, thank y'all for listening.